In this episode, I sit down with Selena Sue to talk about publicity and what it's like when you're living your dream. Get ready, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaves. Big changes. of Tiny Leaves, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I am sitting down with Selena Sue. Selena is a publicity and marketing strategist for visionary entrepreneurs, authors, and experts who want to reach millions with their message. She's helped clients and students get featured in places like O. Oprah Magazine, Forbes, and Inc., not to mention top-ranked podcasts and national TV. And she's what many would refer to as successful. But as is always the case, it wasn't always like that. Selena wasn't born with high-level connections, deep pockets, or amazing opportunities, but through a series of tiny leaps every single day and an unquenchable drive, she made her life into what she wanted it to be. Today on the show, we will explore her superhero origin story, the unique process she's utilized to serve her clients, and of course, the practical advice we can all use in our daily lives. So Selena, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Greg. Absolutely. I appreciate you uh, being willing to jump on and basically give me a free coaching session because that's why I'm doing this podcast. Um, So I I always like to start the show with uh, what I consider to be the most interesting question about the guest. Uh, But with you, I'm going to do something a little different. I would love to, where were you 10 years ago? What were you doing? Where was I 10 years ago? Okay, let me see. So I'm 35 right now. So when I was 25, um, I believe I was working at, um, yeah, was, I was at a startup and, um, you know, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial drive in me. Um, but usually, you know, was focused more on helping other people being that behind the scenes person. So in my twenties, I did work at a lot of, um, you know, like, startup-y places, whether they were nonprofit or for-profit, kind of being that behind the scenes um, person, kind of hustling and, you know, making things happen, um, you know, in the areas of marketing and sales and things like that. Got it. And so then fast forward to today, what would you say that you do for people like in your... Yeah, absolutely. So today I'm a publicity and a marketing strategist and I work with entrepreneurs that aspire to reach millions of people with their message. And so I help people, you know, get their big ideas out there on podcasts and magazines, TV, top websites, and also connect with top influencers. You know, my, when I think about publicity, um, I really think about, you know, it broadly. So it's not just traditional publicity. It's also things like an influencer, you know, sharing your work on social media or telling their audience. Um, And in fact, you know, online publicity, which is easier to get than traditional publicity most of the time, actually can be a lot more powerful and effective for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs and experts. So that is something that I'm super passionate about. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So for the for the audience who maybe uh, 
is early stage entrepreneur or on the cuff, they're, they're still working full time. They don't necessarily know if they want to jump yet. Break down for us. Uh, what is the real value of publicity? Because I feel like PR yeah. sounds like this dated thing that no right. one really does anymore. But obviously it, it's really relevant and it's really important, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, PR is basically just about getting other people to talk about you. So, you know, when you're starting a business, you know, it's one thing for you to talk to people individually about your product, your service idea, um, and claim this is the best idea. You know, I'm the best expert. I'm the best, you know, service provider. Um, but that only goes so far. But if you have someone, an influencer, someone in the media who is endorsing you and sharing your work with their audiences, saying you've got to check out this person's product, service, idea, it's amazing. Then you've got that credibility and you're literally reaching thousands of people, if not tens of thousands or millions of people in one go. Um, so publicity is about creating leverage around your message and ideas. And, you know, sometimes people think like, oh, I need to wait until, you know, I've got a book to get publicity or I need to um, wait until I'm several years you know, into my business. But if you know how to get publicity early on and get influencers and media buzzing about you, it's really going to give you a huge advantage. Okay. And, and so this can be used to like, what, what are your clients primarily trying to do? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of my clients, um, have businesses that are focused on coaching, consulting services, courses, and things like that. Um, and they're looking to be really seen as that go-to expert, you know, with their ideal client, because people have a lot of choices in terms of who to hire and you don't want someone just coming to you trying to negotiate your prices down or being like, okay, I'm looking for a cheaper option. You, you want to be in like a category of your own where people see you as elite, as premium and want to, you know, purchase from you specifically. And part of that is also developing an emotional relationship with people. And, you know, the publicity that we get is a form of content for, to get on people's radars, but also for them to get to know us better. So one thing I'd love to do is actually walk through, um, this framework that I create called the publicity pyramid, which is, um, a step-by-step -step approach to strategically getting publicity. Yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, people will sometimes say to me like, Selena, you know, I want to be interviewed by Oprah for Super Soul Sunday, or I want to be on the Today Show talking about my ideas or product or service. And, you know, that can definitely be a part of our long-term vision, but that is, you know, rarely going to be the first step. You know, you want to approach publicity in a systematic way. So imagine, you know, a triangle like a pyramid and there's five different levels. Now, the very bottom of the pyramid is the base. At the base of the pyramid, we have, you know, I call it your home base. This includes your website and blog. So when you first start reaching out to people saying, hey, I've got a story, an idea or a message I want to share, they're going to look you up online. They're going to Google you. They're going to want to see, you know, what's your product? You know, what, um, what's your expertise? And if you don't have any kind of home base, any kind of online presence, you're not going to be seen as credible. So the first step is really having a website. And if you're in the, um, you know, service of um, or the business of, you know, being an expert and sharing your ideas, then ideally you have a blog or something, right? So people can learn about your ideas. So that's kind of level one. Now, the second level is guest posts. So after you've shared your ideas on your blog or maybe your newsletter, you know, it's natural then to move to guest posts. And this is essentially doing the same thing, but you're doing it on another website. You know, you're doing it on a site like Huffington Post, Forbes, Mind Body Green, Thrive Global, um, which has, you know, millions of visitors a month, um, huge brand name 
names and being on these guest post sites, big ones as well as niche ones can um, help you, you know, improve your SEO. It can help you grow your email list. It adds that credibility and authority to be able to have those media logos on your website. So that's kind of like the natural next step. And the great thing about guest posting is that, you know, you have a lot of room to share your ideas. You know, these guest posts are, I mean, they can range from 500 to over a thousand words and people can feel like they, you know, know your ideas. They know how you're different, um, you know, learn your story. So that would be level two. Then level three is um, interviews, podcast interviews and video. So after you've talked about your ideas and written form, the next you know level would be you know having a back and forth recorded conversation with someone, you know, or doing some kind of video. Um, and the cool thing about podcasts, it's a really powerful way to reach, um, you know, influential audiences. A lot of podcast hosts tend to be entrepreneurs who have an audience of people that are buyers. And the other thing is that people that spend time listening to a 30 minute or one hour podcast interview are people who invest in themselves They're investing their time. They're showing up to learn, to grow, to learn about new things. So if you're someone who happens to sell a course or you provide coaching services, um, you know, these are the kinds of people that you want to get in front of. And while there may be some podcasts that maybe don't have the same, you know, reach as some of these, you know, big sites or magazines, but these are really passionate audiences um, who have a really strong connection to their podcast host. So this can really move sales for a lot of business owners. Now, the fourth level is magazines. So it's really prestigious to be in a magazine. And, you know, print magazines, as an example, typically publish 10 to 12 times a year. So there's limited inventory. And if you can get your ideas into a magazine, it shows a mainstream publisher, for example, that you have mass appeal, that you have this potential. So, you know, getting those kinds of mainstream placements can help with getting a bigger book deal and it can, you know, open up the doors to other opportunities. And then the um, fifth level of the pyramid is TV. And with TV, it's more than just having great ideas and being able to write about them or even talk about them, but you actually have to be, you know, camera ready. You know, if you're going live on TV, you literally could be reaching millions of people in minutes and and, you know, with TV, you know, typically, you know, it's a live segment. You can't necessarily do an o- do over. So you have to work your way up to it. And let's say someone from the Today Show, you know, heard about you. Like I heard you're a top expert, you know, um, in nutrition and they were to Google you. And, you know, there was no website, no online presence, no articles, no um, interviews. You know, then you wouldn't be seen as that credible expert. So sometimes you want to start at the top. But the truth is when you begin at the bottom, build a strong foundation, and then work your way up, it's going to be a lot easier to get those big opportunities. And, you know, publicity isn't just about getting publicity. It's also about all the other doors that open. So as you start moving up the publicity pyramid, even at the first or second levels, you can start getting things like book deals. I've had, you know, a number of people I've known who've written guest posts have become really popular. um, And people have reached out to them saying, hey, have you ever thought about turning that into a book or people that do, you know, podcast interviews. I know for myself, I do quite a few of them and I start to, you know, learn which parts of my story resonate with people, um, move people and it, you know, can give you ideas for speeches. It can give you an idea for a TED talk. I also have a client, um, Farnoosh Tarabi, who is Oprah's money expert right now. Um, But before that, you know, she was doing other things. She um, did a great job of getting on TV consistently. And that led to companies like Chase, Airbnb, Mint.com wanting to hire her to be one of their ambassadors. And she's gotten, you know, six 
uh, figure corporate sponsorships because they see that she's an expert who's in the media often. And so they want to align her themselves with her. So, um, you know, with media, there's a lot of things that can happen, but it can also, you know, beyond like saying, I've got this press hit and even reaching those new audiences. Um, you know, there's other really cool visibility and business opportunities that can open up to you. So it makes a lot of sense. And, um, something that I'm curious about hearing this, because I I know one of the big issues with anything really, not just in, in business, it's life in general, but specifically as it relates to PR is each step of that, that, uh, pyramid, Mm -hmm. the bottom two, I think have pretty clear, like complete states, right? So you, you built your website and it looks good and you have your platform. And then the second level, you're regularly creating content, you're publishing, like you can, you can get to those pieces pretty quickly and know, Hey, I've done this. How do you know when between stage three and four, how do you know when you're, you're ready to move and and jump, make that jump from three to four or four to five? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when it comes to the publicity pyramid concept, I don't think that we all necessarily need to make our way all the way to the top. You know, there are some people who, you know, aren't necessarily looking for a ton of clients. Maybe they just need, you know, a handful of high end clients or like I'm fine with having like, you know, 20, 30 or 100 people I'm serving or, you know, I'm not really looking to reach the masses. So that's okay. So it really depends on what your business model is, what your goals are. I mean, you know, even though I help a lot of other people get publicity, you know, I've been doing publicity for myself as well. And I've been getting on podcasts like this one and sharing my ideas. And, you know, because of like, what the work that I do, like it really makes sense for me to focus on podcasts, um, first and foremost, and also some guest posts. Um, but one of the things you want to do is you want to ask yourself, like, where do you thrive? And between levels, um, two and three is really where there's like this golden opportunity, this golden triangle. So imagine, you know, I like to think of an upside down triangle. So at level three, there's podcasts on one side, interviews on the other, and right below there's guest posts. So getting clear, do you really shine when you are writing and expressing your ideas, you know, through the written form? Or is it these, you know, podcast interviews, um, or you're able to get your message across in a really compelling way, or is it, you know, being seen and being on video? Um, all of us are going to find more, you know, comfort with one of these levels. And when you figure out which one that is like really focus on that. Now I will say that obviously, you know, writing on your own site or even writing for other, you know, guest post sites is a lot easier, right? There's more opportunities there because you could even, you know, hire a ghostwriter or someone to support you. And, you know, when it comes to space online, I mean, there's unlimited space on your own website as well as, you know, on a lot of these guest post sites, or, you know, maybe there's a friend that's got a blog or a website and you could post there. So there's a lot of opportunities, but you are right that when you're moving up to the third level, it definitely does get harder. Um, and that's why, you know, relationships are so important. So with podcasts in particular, you know, the, the rapport that you have, your reputation, your relationship matters a lot because, you know, podcast hosts, they, you know, invest a lot of money into building their podcast, into building their audience and their audience is their business. So they're not just going to have anyone on their podcast. And there are some people that will just release, you know, one episode a month or one episode a week or whatever it is, but there is still, you know, limited inventory. And so, um, 
you know, that's why relationships are important. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to build a relationship with someone. And there's ways that you can reach out to them that are warm and friendly where they feel like, oh, I'd really love to get to know this person. But, you know, the podcast, you can't have someone else, you know, go on the podcast to pretend to be you. Um, And, you know, I also don't think it's a good idea to have like an assistant pitch you to a podcast host, because typically, you know, many times for those of us that are looking to be on podcasts, like the podcaster is that big influencer. And, you you know, unless it's a massive, massive podcast, they probably don't have a, you know, booker. It's the podcaster themselves booking some, the person. And so if you like kind of delegate it to a virtual assistant, it doesn't always come across in the right way. It's kind of better, you know, for you to reach out directly, develop that relationship over email or have a friend or maybe even past guest, if possible, introduce you um, or start listening to the podcast and, you know, be able to mention some specific things in your pitch. But, um, yeah, it definitely is, is harder. That's why, you know, you have to, you know, personalize, you know, your outreach and do different things to start building the relationship and also standing out, you know, in your industry as an expert. Support for this episode comes from podcast movement. Listen, you've been listening to this show for two years now, and over that time period, you've definitely at least considered starting your own podcast, right? Then you need to be at Podcast Movement this year. Podcast Movement is the world's largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters or anyone looking to start their own podcast the right way. Join over 2,000 podcasters from around the world in Philadelphia this July 23rd through 26th for three days of workshops, panels, parties, and way, way more. At Podcast Movement, you'll learn from the best, but more importantly, you'll get to meet some of your favorite podcasters and make lifelong connections that will be invaluable throughout your own podcasting journey. I've gotten so, so much from attending podcasting conferences, and I just know you guys are going to love this event. So for $50 off your ticket, just head over to www.podcastmovement.com and enter Tiny Leaps at checkout. That's www.podcastmovement.com and enter tiny leaps at checkout. This is a must attend event, even if you're only curious about starting a show. So head over to www.podcastmovement.com right now and enter tiny leaps at checkout. And I'm guessing then when somebody works with with you or or another uh, professional you're sort of leveraging your relationships to get them on those shows, right? You're not just sort yeah. of going in and pitching every single show. You're using the people that are already in your network. Right. So, yeah, I think that it can make sense to hire a publicist. Um, I think having a publicist reach out on your behalf is different than having um, like an assistant. And also, you know, there are publicists that specialize, you know, in different areas. So, you know, I would say for me, like I know a lot of the hosts of the business podcast. So, you know, I've got deep relationships. I, you know, we hang out together, we support each other. And so, you know, that makes sense. It would be, you know, more um, impactful for me to reach out to a podcast host I know than someone reaching out to them cold. Um, so in that case, it could make sense to hire someone, um, you know, down the road for a special project or something like that. Um, but the truth is like we we all need to learn 
how to do publicity for ourselves to really have that skill because publicity is really about getting other people so excited about you that they want to open up their platform of, you know, a thousand, 10,000 or a million people to you. As entrepreneurs, you have to know how to create that buzz. And, you know, when we understand how publicity works, then when we have other people supporting us, then, you know, we're able to guide them. We're able to make sure that, you know, um, time is what we're all spent, that we're, you're getting results and things like that. Um, so, you know, I think that these are important skills for every entrepreneur. So there is a ton of information here, obviously, but I want to take this back to something a little bit lighter just to give the listeners a chance to to really process all of the knowledge you just dropped on them. Uh, let's go back to 10 years ago. Uh, you're working at a startup, you're, you're doing marketing work, um, and, and you have this inner drive to make that leap at some point and, and be self-employed, but you, you know that you want to help people. You know that, that that's what you want to do. Um, was there a moment when you uh, just decided, you know what, I'm going to go for it? Or, or was it sort of a, a, a long road until you finally was, was forced to do it? Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, I was working at this startup and the founder was doing things that I felt like were unethical. And so I started getting physically sick um, because I just don't have the personality where I can be in that kind of environment. And, you know, eventually I left the company and, um, you know, I worked at a women's nonprofit. I did a bunch of different things. And then I went to business school because I felt like I'd hit a ceiling. I was making $42,000 a year at the nonprofit and I didn't really see how I could move up. And I felt like there was a world of opportunities, but I just didn't know how to access them. I didn't know, you know, how to be considered for them. Um, and I thought that if I went to business school to have this extra credential, um, I'd have an additional network and that would be really valuable. So I went to business school. I went to NYU. And um, during that time, I did an internship, you know, while my classmates were preparing for, you know, finance and consulting interviews, I was, um, I was working and, you know, also, so I worked with this entrepreneur who had built a million dollar business, um, before, and she was, you know, on her way to building another business. And I started to see myself differently. Um, because, you know, even though we had a very different skill set, she saw me as a peer and I was like, wow, you know, I'm not just a, you know, $42,000 a year nonprofit employee. Like I am entrepreneurial. So that grew my confidence. And I started reaching out to the people I admired. You know, there are a lot of people who, um, whose newsletters I was on, whose videos I watch. And they really, I, I was just so inspired to help these people because, you know, I had in my um, late twenties when I was working at a nonprofit, you know, I went through a quarter life crisis and, um, found myself at a woman's life coaching group. I was, you know, depressed. I was, you know, just didn't really have a lot of direction in my life. And I discovered all of these different thought leaders, experts, authors. And I remember thinking, wow, this is so powerful. And that oftentimes, you know, we're not just looking for more information. We're really looking for inspiration. And I felt like these personal brands, these thought leaders, like embodied a message of possibility. And I felt like these are the friends I want to have. And, you know, I could relate to them. I could connect with their stories. And so, you know, I had my own group of influencers that I just thought were amazing. And so I would reach out to them. I would respond to their newsletters. I would um, show up at their events, go to their meetups and things like that. I started to become friends with um, 
a New York Times bestselling author and blogger named Ramit Sethi. Um, he's got a site called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And, um, and there, there are a bunch of other people that I connected with. And I just started being that helpful person. I've always been a natural connector. So I would learn kind of what's happening in their world and be like, oh, you should meet this person. You should connect with this person in the media. You should collaborate with this person. Because I was very, you know, I've always been naturally um, good at connecting the ideas between or the dots between people, ideas and opportunities. And, you know, while I was in business school, I started to consider, you know, what if I started my own business? And I told some of these people that I admired and they had, they believed so much in me and I had already just been helping them out, you know, for free, not even charging for it. And they started to really see me as one of the best at what I did. And then I was like, wow, if these people think I'm really good. Then I've got something going for me. So I think, you know, sometimes you don't, we don't realize our potential. It takes us, you know, being around other people um, who see that in us. And then we start to gain confidence in ourselves. And so that's what, you know, really propelled me to start a business. Got it. So you mentioned earlier that uh, you're 35 now. Uh, wh- how long would you say that you've been building this business? Like when, what age did you start? Yeah, I've had my business for five and a half years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. How's that, uh, how's that ride been bumpy or yeah, interesting? I mean, it's a lot of hard work. Um, I mean, I've definitely had a lot of success. I've doubled, um, my business revenue every year. Um, so let's see in the first like six months, I wasn't really, you know, doing that much. Um, I maybe made about like four, approximately four, four to 6,000 a month. Okay. And then once I started working with a business coach and joining a business mastermind and learning from other people that were scaling their business successfully, then I had kind of like a roadmap to follow. And that's when I started, you know, I, I ended up um, generating 157000 that year. And every year I've essentially, you know, doubled the business. Um, so I've surpassed the seven figure mark, which is kind of mind blowing because when I worked at a nonprofit making $42,000 a year, you know, I felt like, oh, I'd hit the ceiling. And now it's like, you know, I, I, I used to hear like a million dollars. I thought like, oh, that's just for like investment bankers mm-hmm. or people in finance. So it's really exciting to be generating that kind of revenue. Not that it's all for me, you know, it's for my team and right. we invest it back into the business. Um, but, you know, even still, I didn't realize that I was capable of that. And, you know, a lot of people are capable of that. Um, but they don't know, you know, they don't, they don't know, they don't have like the roadmap. Right. And so, um, you know, the piece that I, you know, actively teach, um, is really like the publicity piece so that you're seen as that go-to expert so that people, you know, want to work with you. You're, you know, on their, you know, the top of their list. Like I heard someone say, you either want to be on someone's vision board or in their like bank statement or something like that, (laughs) a credit card statement. Um, so yeah, I help people, you know, become highly sought after. That makes a lot of sense. There's two really great lessons that I want to make sure I pull out of there. Uh, the, the first is this difference between, you know, you were working at the nonprofit, um, and thinking, that's an enormous amount of money. I'll never reach that. Like that's just investment bankers and wall street guys. Um, and then achieving it and like having that exposure and recognizing after uh, being coached and, and so on and so forth, like this is doable. This is a real thing that, that real people can, can accomplish. And I, I think that's so huge. Uh, so much of 
why people don't do the things that they know they should do, whether it's in business or in their uh, fitness or their health or, or whatever it is, is simply because they know what they aspire to and they just view it as this it's for somebody else. Like that's not the thing that they're capable of. Um, so I, I love that story of you being in that place not that long ago of feeling like this is unattainable. And now you're, you're here, you've done it. Like what's next. Um, so that's the first, the second is the importance of having a teacher, having somebody who has done it before, who has walked that path and can help you figure out what it is you need to do. Like it, it, I keep hearing this over and over again. Like it's that cliche, cli- ah, cliche thing of you need a mentor, you need a mentor. And and I'll be honest, two years ago, the back of my head, I felt like that was the thing that coaches and consultants said because they wanted to sell you their services. Right. <laughs> like it, it, it just felt like, well, that's not real. You're just tr- like, you're, you're kind of biased. Um, but I've seen the effects firsthand, like it really, really works. And so if there's anyone out there who has interest in PR, has interest in uh, whatever it is, and you're on the fence of trying to find somebody who's done it, absolutely 100% give it a shot. It is so, so worth it, even at the tiniest levels. Um, which brings me back to getting into the weeds of it again. And I, and I we're coming up on the 30 minute mark. Um, so I, I just want to get as much juice out of you as I can, uh, break down for the, the listener who is an expert in something. They know they're really good at this. They know they can really help a lot of people if only they could get enough attention and they have no idea where to start with that. You, you broke down the pyramid for us, but take it even more granular. Like what is the first thing we need to be doing? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we need to be doing is getting clear on what we want to be known for, what are our expert topics. And cause you know, your expert topics will also dictate where you are featured in the media. So with me, for example, one of my expert topics is publicity. Now, you know, who is that audience? That is a niche audience, right? The average person um, who is working a traditional nine to five job isn't necessarily looking to get publicity, but someone that has an entrepreneurial spirit, someone who is a creative, that's someone who's looking to get like their message out there, a product, a service, an idea. Um, but if I was like, okay, I want to be in a main mainstream outlet, like I want to be in Marie Claire magazine or, um, you know, on national TV, I probably want to be talking about publicity, but I could talk about a topic like starting a business or having a side hustle because there are a lot of people that aspire to, you know, have a side hustle, start a business and they can, you know, do that even while they have a full-time job or, you know, another topic that is mainstream would be um, networking. And I love talking about networking. It's definitely one of my expert topics, networking and relationship building. So for each of us, you know, think about, okay, who are the people you're looking to reach? Are they niche or mainstream or are they both, you know? Um, And then based on kind of where you're looking to go, what are the expert topics that can take you there? Um, An example I love to share is I had amazing client who um, she had breast cancer at one point 
and she wrote a book called The Healthy Girl's Guide to Breast Cancer. And she really wanted to get her story out there because she felt like it could help so many people that were going through something similar. And we quickly realized if we just limited her expert topic to breast cancer, then she would only be relevant one time a year, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And the thing is, when you're thinking about the mainstream, the average person is not dealing with breast cancer, you know, um, it's a segment of people. And so we wanted to be able to go broad. And so we thought, okay, beyond breast cancer, like what could she talk about? What does she want to take a stand for? And one of her big ideas was she wants to, you know, teach people to become, you know, the CEO um, of their own health and their own life, right? So it's a broader topic. She wanted to talk about self-care. She was really passionate about healthy eating and healthy living and, you know, cultivating and deepening her relationship with her family and green living and all of that. So we expanded her expert topics and the fact that she survived breast cancer you know, and was thriving was an interesting piece of her story and credibility marker, but that wasn't the whole story. So we had these broader expert topics. We were able to get her all over TV, um, so many magazines, you know, podcasts, you know, websites everywhere. Um, so, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I know my expert topic, um, but it is really worth it to like, you know, do the exercise of really thinking about, do I want to reach a niche and mainstream audience and beyond maybe that one thing that immediately comes to mind? Like, let me think broader. What are, you know, maybe three to five expert topics I could stand behind? Got it. So then um, how related do these topics need to be? Because I assume uh, they're if they're all trying to build one cohesive brand, then they do need to be somewhat connected. But uh, do they need to be like offshoots of each other? Like, how should we think about that? Yeah, I think that they don't always have to be that connected. So there's someone that I know who um, had a handbag company and, you know, one of her expert topics was fashion, you know, but another was e-commerce. Another one was women, you know, being a woman in business. So they just really need to be, I mean, ideally they're, they're things that you're truly passionate about that you would want to talk about in the media, um, but they don't have to be super duper similar. The other thing is that, you know, Part of it is also the credibility that comes with being featured in different media outlets. So if, you know, the um, New York Times reached out to me and they were like, Selena, we want to interview you on a story about, I don't know, like, you know, Asian American women, you know, I'm half Asian, Um, even though it's not something that I want to be known for is like a big part of my business, you know, but I would still say yes to that opportunity um, because it's a great media outlet to, you know, be featured in. There's also relationships I can develop by, you know, saying yes to these stories. Um, There's introductions perhaps that they can make to other people. Um, So, you know, the expert topics don't, I mean, obviously like you don't want to have like five expert topics that are disconnected, um, but you know, you want to be able to seize opportunities in front of you. And they can definitely be, you know, quite different. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, so you, you've given us a nice roadmap for those of you who are listening and, and want to jump in on this. Take the time to figure out what it is you want to to talk about. What do you want to be known for? And and really develop that into some core expert topics that uh, can be should be broad enough, have enough appeal that you can be relevant all the time. Uh, but are specific enough, unique enough to you that you can feel confident talking about it. So Selena, tell us about Impacting Millions. What is this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I open doors to my publicity program once a year. It's called Impacting Millions. And I created the program because there are so many people 
that have this big dream of making a difference in the world, um, you know, including people that are so good at what they do, whether they are some kind of coach, expert, teacher, author, course creator, um, you know, product developer, whatever it is, but, you know, not enough people know about them. And so, you know, if they can't reach those people, there's no way they can make a difference in their lives. And so I teach people how to be seen in a bigger way to reach more people through the power of publicity. So I help them create, you know, their media strategy, um, for getting the publicity that will move the needle in their business, how to position themselves as a highly credible expert to the media, even if they don't think that they're a credible expert. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, we can't always see the potential in ourselves. And so I, I walk them through this, you know, step-by-step -step process to developing their media bio and credibility markers. And then I talk about how to get in, um, you know, the four different types of publicity on the publicity pyramid, which are, you know, guest posts on websites, magazines, podcasts, and TV. And um, after we go through the 90 day live training, I have um, different media experts come in the group every month. So people who have, you know, produced at the Today Show or written for Oprah magazine um, or, you know, work at Entrepreneur magazine. And um, my students have a chance to run their story ideas by these people in the media, these decision makers to get feedback and refining them. They can also review fully written pitches. And from time to time, I also post different opportunities in the Facebook group. So, you know, when it comes to impacting millions, you know, which is a big vision, we can't do it alone. It's so much better when we have a community of people who are like-minded and on the same path. So for anyone that's looking about to, you know, get more publicity, um, connect with, you know, interesting, inspiring people, I definitely recommend you check out Impacting Millions. Absolutely. So I'm actually looking at the page right now. Uh, tell us about this three-part video series. Looks like yeah. Free so, videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a three-part video series that is happening right now. It's basically a publicity crash course. Um, and it's a really great way to, you know, get started on publicity. So when you opt in, you know, you'll get three different video trainings. They're short and digestible and also um, some different materials. So I've got a list of 100 media outlets divided in categories like, you know, podcasts, guest post sites, uh, magazines. Um, I also um, have like a seven step action plan to getting publicity and when you opt in, you'll have a chance to win um, a special all expenses paid trip to New York City to be mentored by me and attend one of my influencer dinner parties where you can meet people in the media. So after you enter or shortly after you enter in the next day or so, you'll receive details about how that works. So that is extra incentive for people to check out the video series and learn about how they can get publicity for their you know, business and their ideas. Awesome. So if you want to crack the publicity code, if you want to learn how to reach millions, uh, just head over to gregclunas.com slash millions. I set up an, an easy to remember URL for you guys because you're pretty used to going to gregclunas.com. So just gregclunas.com slash millions. Super easy to remember. Uh, Selena, I want to thank you for taking the time to share all of this with us. There's so much value in this. Honestly, you guys should should go and re-listen to the episode because I'm sure you missed something while you're on your commute or running or whatever it is you're doing right now. Uh, are there any like final notes you want to leave with us? Anything we can do for you? 
Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think my final note is just that you can do it. You know, people think that they need to have years and years of experience before they can get publicity. Um, sometimes they think, you know, I need a certain type of personality. Um, you know, I'm an introvert and yet I've managed to get a lot of publicity for myself. You know, this was something that I, I learned myself and that other people can learn too. I've had people in my program who, you know, English is their second language or, um, you know, some are really young, some are really old, some don't live in big cities. You know, and, and these were things that made them think, you know, maybe it's going to be harder for me. But all of them have gotten incredible publicity um, that has helped them reach, you know, the people that they care the most about and want to help. So um, highly encourage you to check out the video series um, because you're going to learn a ton. And um, yeah, I think you're going to find it really, really valuable. I love it. So that's gregclunas.com slash millions, gregclunas.com slash M-I-L-L-I-O-N. S. Again, Selena, thank you so much for being here. And with that said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time to share with us today. And uh, if you haven't already, click the subscribe button. Clicking subscribe is the best way to make sure you never miss a future episode. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.